Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast it's the Getting Over Podcast. It feels like it's been a while. I mean it probably has been a while, but it just feels like it's been a, a long time since we discussed wrestling. But we're all here and we're all talking wrestling. We've got the Royal Rumble, one of my personal favourites, coming up. So we got together to discuss what happened from our last premium live event yeah um and to discuss what we think is going to happen in the royal rumble all the news and everything else you could possibly want from a wrestling podcast before we get started please do consider like share subscribe and comment leave a review where you can leave a review and obviously the big one there is share the podcast around if you've got a wrestling fan in your life send them this podcast they will absolutely love you for it Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast getting over. Recording in progress. Hello. By the fact that it's me starting, and for the YouTube viewers that can see the backdrop. You will have already realised this is getting over on CookieCast, and we are up to episode number 60. Uh, you picked a great episode to tune into, as not only do we have a whole host of things to kick start the road to WrestleMania, but uh, the Royal Rumble Predictions podcast brings around the getting over anniversary. We are entering our sixth year of the getting over podcast. Um, I mean, you know, already at school, and, you know, but the next thing we know, they'll be leaving home, married with kids. Um, but yeah, so thank you very much for tuning in. If this is your first time, have a little look at the subscribe button on the platform of uh, choice. Give it a click. If this isn't your first time, thanks for coming back. Very much appreciated. Uh, tell a friend. Anyway, uh, as regulars will know, you don't just have me here to talk absolute nonsense for the next however long um, about WWE and the wider world of wrestling. Uh, I am joined by what is now going to be collectively uh, known as the three faces of the Cookie Cast Network. Start of the football podcast and Nottingham Forest fan extraordinaire, Mr. Matthew Moore. We have um, another star of the football podcast and, let's be fair, every other podcast ever in the history of Cookie Cast. Um, I'm assuming that your invite to the F1 podcast straight to the Apex must be in the post somewhere, but uh, Mr. Paul Williams is, is alongside. Guten Tag. And last, but by no means least, the creator of this fan platform, Mr. Andy Cook. Good evening. So, welcome along, gents. Another year of getting over. Thank you for joining me as always, and uh, I suppose we better get rolling. So, we'll do predictions title, as always, at the beginning. Um... Matt is our reigning and defending champion after picking up the title at, at payback. It is a while since we've been on, so yeah, that, it was that long ago. But since then, uh, he's held a Roman Reigns-esque vice-like grip on the gold. Uh, will that continue following the Survivor Series results? Now, again, appreciate it. It's been a little while because WWE love to take a, a little break now in December, seemingly. So um, it kind of kind of scuppers us there with the, the old predictions, but... It was another close run thing. Um, you may remember there were some very, very, very similar predictions last time. Uh, there was a maximum of five points up for grabs. 
there was one point in it between first and last. Exactly. Which tells you, on three out of five points, still more than half, unfortunately for him, was uh, Mr. Paul Williams. So commiserations to you, sir. So the rest of us got four out of five. And the match that scuppered it, the women's war games match, uh, we all had damage control down to win. And obviously they didn't. Um, but I think, ironically, Paul finishing last, it was probably Paul had the foresight on the last episode to throw in the uh, pre-made tie-break of how long the men's war game match would be. I uh, went long, some would say for the first time ever, at 47 minutes and 12. Andy went 33-33, because, you know, all about them angel numbers and all that. And uh, Matt sat in the middle at 37 and 14. Now, the only method I had to verify this, other than sitting and watching it back and timing it myself, was the most reliable form of information in the world, as we all know, is Wikipedia. Right. So the official, unofficial time for the men's war game match was... 34 minutes and 50 seconds. So unfortunately for Matt, that title reign does come to an end on a tie-break and Andy has regained the predictions title. So well done to you, sir. Thank you. I thought, thought, Matt, I thought Matt was going to do a little swear then, but no, yeah. So yeah, congratulations, <laughs> congratulations to Andy. So um, obviously we'll get to some Royal Rumble predictions later on. A little bit of a spoiler. There's not a lot of information floating around in terms of a match card at the moment. It is very light, considering we are in the week of a uh, premium live event. Um, so we uh, will have to make our own categories and get some more points, as we normally do at this time of the year. However, before we get stuck into that, as I mentioned, due to the lack of the December premium live event, we've had a little break and lots has happened in the world of wrestling. Um, we can't cover everything since the last podcast. Um, so I've kind of gone with things that are uh, what I feel are more important to the upcoming predictions as well as some more recent happenings. Um, so back at Survivor Series, we had two returns. The return of Randy Orton and the return of one Mr. CM Punk. So the week before Survivor Series, it was confirmed that Randy Orton was uh, going to join Team Cody. Uh, I think we discussed that obviously last time because we'd, uh, we'd mentioned that in the predictions. But considering that he'd been out of action for 18 months, not only did he still get a hell of a reaction, even though they kind of ruined it, um, he also put an absolute shift in during the match. So that was that was good to see. Uh, but when the dust had settled and Team Cody had emerged victorious, cult of personality just started blasting out around the arena, um, confirming the rumours that Punk had returned to WWE. And whilst he didn't really do anything other than sitting down at the top of the ramp, um, Seth Rollins went absolutely what can only be described as fucking mental. Um, you know, maybe even that was a precursor to the uh, the knee injury by how how sort of much he was remonstrating. Who knows? Um, even did a bit bit a bit of swears. Um, but yeah, of course, we now kind of know that this is all part of the story. Uh, for a week or so, it looked legit, um, and that kind of added to the buzz. So that was quite a nice nice little return. But um, but yeah. Gents, what, what's the feeling around Punk being back in WWE? Is it not just like one giant ticking clock? 
Well, what you mean? You mean bomb? <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, the fact that I mean, presumably him coming back just started a timer on how long he's going to be there until he either gets kicked out or leaves or something else happens. You know, his his run through AEW wasn't exactly you know void of incidents. So, especially obviously towards the back end, it. <sighs> Part of me is a bit like, what are we doing here? Here come the number one Tony Khan hater has his hand up, so I'm sure he's got some insightful <laughs> input to come in, in here. <laughs> Sorry, it's not a gender or anything. Would, would the argument not be made that you know he's 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 working with actual sort of you know professionals now again, so maybe he'll be able to avoid any sort of uncomfortable situations. I think there's a put. I would say the flip side of that is, obviously, he went to AEW with some kind of level of you're going to have influence and control, which seems to be the Tony Khan way. And then when he couldn't do exactly everything that he wanted to do, then he spies Dodie out, along with other wrestlers who've also spat the Dodie out at AEW. But obviously, he goes to WWE. He's got zero influence in anything there now. So, obviously, it takes that kind of potential. Well, it doesn't take the potential of him spitting his dummy because we know he can do that. Um, I just think there's less reason. You know, re- there's no... Like, at AEW, there was reason for him to do it and kind of legitimate reason to do it in his head. Um, whereas at, at WWE, there is no legitimate reason for him to do it. One thing I've quite enjoyed is the, some of the promos that have happened since, um, particularly the fact that they're poking fun at the uh, alleged backstage incident, um, which to me kind of says that either two things. One, it was never as serious as they made out in the first place, or two, because of this uh, apparent legal agreement where nobody can say anything about any of it, he knows that he's got away with it scot-free. So... I mean, why not have a bit of fun at, at, at that expense? I, I think if he'd have never have come back, it, it would have been that age-old thing of like money being left on the table. Um, he hasn't got the the benefit of ten, 10 years of youth, as it were, since his last appearance um, in WWE. He, like, time, time is probably not on his side if he wants to get sort of top-level matches anyway. if you, It depends what he wants from it. I... I presumed when he came back it would be very much the what's now become known as the Roman Reigns schedule in the sense of he'll just pick and choose the events that he's worked at now seemingly so far absolutely has, he's not been on every Raw um, he uh, it remains to be seen what happens at the Rumble but if he's, if he's actually seriously going to go for a title run then particularly against Rollins if that's what happens um, Rollins has made that title the title that appears every week they can't give it to somebody who's not going to be there every week so therefore does it does it mean that Punk's actually going to be almost pull like the, the John Cena run as it were from last year from uh, like Rumble through um, Mania and then possibly Mania through SummerSlam um, and then have his little farewell whether that's by punching people in backstage or not, I'm not sure. But um, <laughs> that that would be that would be kind of my take on it. I, w- 
I do expect that he'll be back a little bit more regularly. I w- I'm not expecting him to wrestle every week, but I at least think he'll make some sort of appearance. I think, I mean, I don't want to tread on probably what you've got prepared already, but obviously with the other news that's come out this week, I'm sure there'll be an encouragement for him to be more prominent come. Mm. So you you were saying about the fact that he's going to have even less wiggle room at WWE. I don't want to sort of focus too much on what I'm sure's coming up, but I imagine the WWE of the past that had no wiggle room now has even less with having a even more overarching control as being the bigger company. There'll be a bigger picture aspect to the bigger company, etc., etc. I imagine there are some very clear guidelines for that company and what they should and shouldn't be doing. Well, we can we can skip. I do have this in the news, so we can skip forward to that already. And what the, what the guys were alluding to is the news that uh, broke very very recently, in the sense of uh, the Dwayne himself, Mister Dwayne Johnson has been appointed to the TKO Group Board of Directors. Uh, you'll remember that TKO is the holding group, which now owns both UFC and WWE. Uh, in addition to the appointment, the Dwayne has been awarded full ownership of the Rock trademark, previously owned by WWE, as well as signing a new merchandising deal. Um, his press release claimed that uh, he's there to, and I quote, proudly represent so many phenomenal athletes and performers and to help the TKO CEO, Ari Emanuel, build the TKO brand. And, it, it, I mean, as I mentioned, he's, he's definitely not there just because of the merchandising deal and the absolute shit ton of money that he's going to make from doing this. Um, it, it, he's doing it for, for, the, for the people. Um, in some regards, I actually don't think it's a terrible appointment, which may surprise you. Um, more because at least it's somebody that's been involved in the business um, that has lived through what is probably fondly remembered as, as the greatest uh, era of well, modern wrestling anyway obviously it depends if you, it depends if you're a golden era guy or an attitude era guy I'm not going to get into that but at least it's somebody who's who's been through it when it saw a boom period and having come from the gutter really um, I don't think they're quite at that level now I do quite enjoy um, the product but it's not. They're at a stage where they're looking to grow the company internationally, and as much as it might pain me personally because of what I think of him, like my kids have never seen him wrestle, but they still know who he is because he's the guy that's the voice of Moana, and uh, not the voice of Moana, the voice of Maui. Moana that would have been a very different film, and um, and you know he's the guy that's on the advert for this, and he's the guy that's on the film for that. So it it's it's not. It's, it's a more kind of rounded kind of appointment, um, but with more of a focus towards the wrestling. So, I, yeah, it, again, it might shock you, but I'm not. I, I can see why it happened. Without yeah, it's quite. I think, like, the stuff that they've reported for his. for the quotes for what he said, there's a, there was more to his statement, there was more to what he was saying, and. I've I've had an up and down sort of thing with Dwayne Johnson, and I may be on a bit of a downswing at the moment. Um, but 
they felt like a small element of entitlement when he was saying about his dad and his granddad and how they built that you know they built the business so it felt right that, and I was a bit like st st steady on there it's uh so it's a different company to what it was then and you know that sort of stuff um I, I suppose I suppose the way well I'll say I'll say what I said to you guys at the moment Dwayne Johnson feels a little bit too wrestling and a few other things like Taylor Swift feels towards the NFL like the moment the camera cuts to her you're like can we just focus on the football we're not you know we're not here for that sort of thing and there was an element of when the news broke yesterday it was like oh can we just not for five minutes have something rock based and like i say there was a point in time there was a point in time where i where I, I you know sing his praises quite happily because you know that's how i felt at that time but he has dropped a lot in my estimation over recent years for a lot of uh, for a variety of different reasons. So, like I say, when the news broke yesterday, I was like, oh, can we just not... Do, does Dwayne Johnson need those extra dollars? Is he is he struggling for cash? Is he really, really hard up for money? Has he still only got $7 in the bank? Despite that, they say, despite my usual concern with this guy, um, I still don't think it's a bad appointment, but the one thing that kind of is niggling me about it is look at his recent track record so he went off to do acting I appreciate that's not recent when he started to do that but he went off to do acting and he was complete Hollywood megastar until he got a little bit too involved and they dropped him like a ton of bricks and hasn't really done anything since um, look up the DC stuff if, if, you, if you're not familiar with that um, he bought the XFL because he was gonna bring football back as like out of season, but he, he was gonna XFL was dead, and he wanted to do everything he could because you know he was a, a failed NFL star and blah 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 blah. And then he brought the XFL back, and I think they just about scraped the first season out of it. And then the only reason they're gonna get any more football is because he's kind of he's lost interest with it seemingly, and they've merged with the, is it the USFL they've merged with. I, th I thought they'd gone in with the with the NFL at one point. I thought they'd so, basically become like the like the training squad for the NFL. And I think I think there is I think there might be elements of that in that sort of agreement. <clears throat> but I think it is just a merger of the USFL and the XFL to make. Have they just called it the UFL? I I, I stopped reading at that point. If I'm honest, I, I knew it had happened. But the, what I'm getting at is that it's it, it feels like he's got either a very short attention span or just seemingly his, his tastes change very quickly. And if he's not getting immediate success instantly, he switches his focus to something else. And, 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 and like, you know, you could say that that is, that is business. You could say that, you know, a, a shrewd business person knows when to cut their losses. You know, business yeah. is very much like gambling. You know, stop when you're when you're ahead, or stop when you're behind, or just don't gamble. 
Um, but there's but there's still the common denominator of he's a part of all of it. There's not you know it's it's gold it's golden for so long until his attention switches and then it like you might as well be like right not bothered anymore you do it like and like it I don't think I, he, he can't he can't do that this time. I think the contract, particularly for the fact it's with the, the um, TKO group, I think I think will be a lot more watertight. He's probably I think he I think he got away lightly with that DC thing in the end. Um, I mean the 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 slap on the wrists that was more spanking than slap on the wrists was. In some ways, the beginning of the end. It was certainly the beginning of the end for certain aspects of his acting career. Um, I, I would, is, I, I would say, you know, look at how many films he's done since that haven't yeah. been straight onto Netflix. Um, I don't think he helped anything with the um, the thing he did with Oprah. I think that damaged his reputation yeah. quite a bit. Um, and I think it's been, as as I said on a on a previous one of these podcasts, it feels very much a better the devil you know kind of situation. I'm I'm not I'm not popping here and I'm not popping here and I'm not popping here. But I tell you where I will pop, day in, day out, no matter what day of the week it is, no matter what year it is, there is one place that I will pop, you know, massively, and that will always be the wrestling. Two minutes later, he's walking out into a, into an arena, and it's like it feels. You know, it, it, there was mention of like coming full circle, and it was a bit like, yeah, but when you when you walked away, like when you left the wrestling, was it not supposed to be to go to like a bigger and better things kind of feel? You know, I'm I'm going to go Hollywood, and I'm going to do that, and you know, that's the next logical step. To say it's come full circle in some respects is a bit like, have you come home with your tail between your legs somewhat? I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, it's a massive deal. You know, he did lean a little heavy on the getting ownership of the rock name, which I'm sure will have caused problems in the past. You know, if you think about things like, I know he's got that deal with Under Armour, yeah. to do the rock branded stuff how much of a slice was WWE taken out of that deal because if mm. it's the rock presumably if they own the, if they own that name and you know his name is Dwayne the rock Johnson it it's always going to be there that that WWE have a little bit of a leash to say that that's now been removed i'm sure that like like we said you know i'm sure um, them dollar dollar bills are gonna start rolling in again because you know he's probably probably been down the back of that sofa recently. The thing with the trademark would never have happened had Vince still been in charge. I don't think. I think that's that's one of them where that's only come about because of the uh, the change in ownership. I, I can't see that that would ever have happened because put it this put it this way: the, the Undertaker still doesn't own the Undertaker license, does he? And he was very much a Vince guy through and through. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I suppose speaking of, of huge deals, there was another huge deal announced uh, just off the back of the uh, the Rock announcement, in that uh, Raw is moving to Netflix from January twenty twenty five. What? 
This is, is this is new news to me, Stuart. How how has this gone under the radar? I haven't seen any mention of this on every <coughs> single platform across the entire globe. Yeah, and they've still got another year on the contract with uh, USA Networks. I imagine they're absolutely delighted that they're going to be promoting another platform for 12 months. Um, for, for viewers outside the US, uh, Netflix will also become the home of NXT, SmackDown, and apparently premium live events. I'd be interested to see how this works, because will uh, are Netflix going to adopt like a model where you have to pay for it, like, like a box office feature? Or is it going to be a higher level of subscription where you then get these things included? Um, but one thing that they've been dead sketchy on so far is whether or not these things will be broadcast live. I haven't seen anything anywhere which confirms that you're going to be able to watch Raw as it's happening. One of the early announcements I saw at the time, obviously we started talking about it yesterday, said live shows that's good because if they always like bang on don't they about the, the longest running weekly episodic live television show in history yeah. and if that was to come to an end um, I mean uh, from the reports was it eight, 8 billion reasons why that may have come to an end but um, I can't imagine what those reasons would be <clears throat> Yeah, it's it, it's huge. I, I mean, the, the one thing is, it's going to probably see the demise of the WWE Network as we know it outside the US. Obviously, Peacock's already dancing on that grave in, in the States, as it were. Um, there's also that element of they've done the, some of the stuff with ESPN, with the, like the, the Ric Flair thing and a, a couple of other things, and that's owned by Disney, so that's kind of, is that still going to be on a different streaming service? There are a lot of complications, but I guess the positive side of it is... Um, the, the thing is, they've they, they branched out as well, so like, there's a Vince documentary coming out soon that's with The Ringer, so like, that's like Bill Simmons, who's a like, sports columnist who's like, then set up his own company, sold it to Spotify for like $250 million or something like that, and, and he's doing a Vince um, one he did they did another one I can't remember what the other one was um, he was heavily involved in the Andre the Giant one um, so I wonder where that's going as well if that's going to end up on Netflix or something like that um, I think for, like you say for, for us outside the US it's uh, it's a good deal because Peacock have still got the deal until 2026 so on top of that there's another year to go in the States um, you know for everything other than Raw uh, but there's a lot they've got to iron out. But I guess more will become clear um, nearer the time. We still have a little more news to get to, but I'm aware that the last two pieces of news are particularly huge. So I'm going to take this uh, opportunity just to say, we're going to just dip out, get a little drink, refresh ourselves, and come back at you with the last couple of pieces of news before we get straight into those predictions. But the best part is, it'll be like a millisecond for you, so... Uh, Sit right there, and we will continue right down your ears. Recording in progress. Would you look at that? Just like that, we are back. 
uh, and on with the news. So, um, yeah, carrying on with a, with a bit of the, uh, the rounding up since the last time we were here, uh, a, a, recent, a very recent happening, uh, the was now becoming known as the Seth Rollins situation. So on Raw last week, in the title defence against Jinder Mahal, Seth Rollins appeared to injure his knee. Despite then continuing the match and delivering multiple manoeuvres, which could have made things worse, like, you know, stomping people into the mat. Um, this week on Raw, Rollins opened the show and addressed the situation, confirming a grade 2 MCL tear and a partial meniscus tear, and that surgery is needed, and the downtime is about three to four months. But he will carry the title into WrestleMania. I presumed that was going to be without surgery when I'd, I'd kind of read the results first and then uh, got to watch it back. As it played out live, it was kind of then unclear whether he's going to just get the surgery like ASAP and then rehab it like nobody's business. Because he did say that he would push it and rehab it, but I couldn't, like, there was no definitive... I'm going now for surgery, so I guess that'll play out in the next week or so. Um, but yeah, it's like it makes me wonder a couple of things. It's like, is the is the injury as bad as we're being told? Um, surely it would be best to get the operation now, like I said, and not wait because you know it could do more long term damage. Surely, and secondly, if he doesn't get the isn't it just like a three month ahead of time Wrestlemania spoiler yeah Seth wanted to be a fighting champion which so far he has been but then if he doesn't wrestle between now and April does that still fit the character not so sure um, what do you guys reckon to it anyway have you, have you seen much of it I just I I just think it's probably a precursor to him dropping it at WrestleMania and going and getting the surgery properly done, and and yeah, and yeah, I, I don't know if he'll be about or like I said, he's, he said he's going to be a fighting champion, but I wonder whether this weekend's events will lead to Roman coming back a bit more and filling that void that Rollins doesn't need to be there while he gets the surgery. Well, the, the shows that we've got between now and WrestleMania, so obviously Royal Rumble this weekend, which we will get to very shortly, is the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view in Perth, Australia, and then Rum uh, and then Mania, like, as far as I'm aware. Is it, like Nothing else has been penciled in as yet. And Roman Reigns, I don't think, has been confirmed. I know that it could still happen, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that Roman not being in Australia is a thing, um, because they'll have the Elimination Chamber matches, like the big draw. Personally, I don't. I, I I don't see if he's if he's legit injured. It, it, two easy options: make the rumble for the title, because they've not done that since twenty sixteen, seventeen ish, whenever it was Roman Reigns, um, at Triple H. So there's that. And if they're not going to do that for the rumble, do it in the elimination chamber. Like you, you've got. A guy who was consistently performing at the top of the card, who was carried particularly raw since the inception of the World Heavyweight title, you're risking his long-term health, potentially, when you've got two easy outs that tell the story 
for me. And then when eventually he does come back, again, ready-made story because you've got the guy you never lost. This time, we know he's going to lose, and he's going to lose because he's injured. But I, I don't. To me, I, I think if he if he never loses it and comes back for the title he never lost, that seems a bit better to me than the way that it's going to go down. I think we kind of said about like you know you could you could have Bala kind of come back because obviously it's again it, he's a guy that never lost as well kind of thing. So could he take it? Um, Damien Priest's got to kind of do something at some point with his with his um, briefcase because that's going to expire soon. Um, I just I think it's always this kind of you know obviously we talk like. You know, Paul talks a lot about like hot potato in titles about, and then sometimes they kind of desperately cling on to things. So like, you know, Gunther's not dropped his title because they want to make him the longest serving like intercontinental thing uh, title holder. I think someone shared. I don't, did did one of you guys share it? Or did I, I think I saw it. There's like this picture of like when Roman first won the WWE title. And what he looks like now, and obviously it's like a thousand, what, thirteen hundred days at least, and it, he has aged significantly, as we all would over three or four years, but you know, or five and five, uh, yeah, it's like this. You think, well, you've got to drop that title. You know, they've got to. It, one title sat on someone's shoulders for four years. The newest title sat on someone's shoulders for what six months already now. And there's that element of like, well, you've bought, there's a load of people have come into the company. Yeah, fair enough, Cody got injured at a time when there was a, a certain storyline with that. The yeah, Punk's come back. Randy Orton's come back. you still got people like Drew McIntyre and other people kind of sitting around twiddling their thumbs. And the titles are, are sitting on the same two people. And it doesn't seem to kind of be moving anywhere at any point. I just think it's kind of like you've got to do something to kind of change it up a little bit. You know, don't pass it about like um, like AEW pass their titles around, um, but it needs to kind of get a little bit more kind of variety going. Like you said though as well, Damien Priest there's another easy out. I appreciate that they probably don't want him to be the guy taking the title into WrestleMania. Um, particularly seeing as Judgment Day seems to have been backed into a comedy corridor at the moment with our truth Not that that's a bad thing. Um, Balor is the Balor is the guy. Like for me, if they were going to do it right now, like you said, they had the thing before where he had a, he had to go at a crack at Seth because he had to relinquish his title on day one because of injury and he wanted to be the guy then to end Rollins' title reign um, and not just end the title reign injure him, well guess what he's already injured Balor officially becomes like a bad guy, like a proper bad guy by making it all worse and taking the title to boot, then if they want they can have Damian Priest cash in on his own stable mate and make that all nice and interesting, that instantly makes the Damian Priest thing much better um, but yeah 
I get the feeling they've gone off the boil with Balor again. At, the mo- at one point, it was like flavour of the month. Um, you know, it looked like everything was was going to go well. It looked like it was, at one point, and I think we even discussed it, that there was going to be some sort of shenanigans where he'd sort of steal the briefcase in order to, to cash that in, and they never went that route either yet, I suppose. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe the briefcase will just become... A vessel in which our truth stores all of the merchandising money. Who who knows? Um, but yeah, it's not it's not looking good for uh, for Mister Rollins. But uh, you know, fingers crossed. The if he if he's intent on taking it into Mania, just that his long term health is is kind of you know seen in a, in a little more of an important light. But we'll we'll see what they do. Um, moving away from that, from a Brit rest, uh, Brit rest standpoint, we've had the call up of Tyler Bates to SmackDown been aligned with his former British strong style partner Pete Dunne yep you heard that right Butch is no more the brawling brutes are no more Matt's elated that Ridge Holland has been put back down on NXT so he doesn't have to see him, see him on that on the Raw Smackdown every week but Pete Dunne is back and, and seemingly has a bruiserweight character to boot as well so let's hope them to get a fair crack of the whip on, on Smackdown Um. Last bit of WWE news I had was that the 2K24 cover stars and more details about the new game have been revealed this week. Um, Cody is going to be the cover star of the standard edition. Presumably it'll work alright for a month and then like it'll get broken down a bit. Um, whilst Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair are going to share the spotlight on the cover of the deluxe edition, and there is a seemingly digital-only 40 Years of WrestleMania edition, which features many current and past stars that have featured on the big stage. Um, some of the other stuff that's been announced, the, the bringing back um, special referee matches, casket matches are going to be included this time around, um, and, and a whole host of other things. Obviously, there'll be more announcements closer to the release date. Um, I don't even think that they necessarily put out a, a release date as part of the... Uh, announcement, but obviously you can pre-order it, so the pre-order will be, uh, um, uh, you know, it'll have the release the release date on there. I assume. Um, I liked the last game, probably the first WWE game since thirteen, two K thirteen for me. That was probably worth it. Um, I'll I'll probably end up picking it up. But the, the, for me, as you as you might as you might gather, like to collect a few things, um, the last couple of games haven't the, with the deluxe editions haven't featured any actual physical collectibles. So immediately that makes me not want to pay over a hundred pounds for many things which you can't hold in real life. So I'm I'm probably just going to go with the standard edition. Um, moving away from WWE, although you never know where he'll end up because. Uh, I'm always struggling with his first name Kazuchika Okada yeah bless me is uh, set to leave New Japan Pro Wrestling after five years uh, both AEW and WWE thought to be landing up offers for his services when his current contract expires at the end of January although in a bit of a strange twist he's already got matches booked with New Japan for February which are going to be his, his final uh, final ones there is a, is a huge deal in Japan uh, known worldwide even by the people who can't say his name, um, to which whichever company lands his signature, I think will do pretty well and certainly bring more eyes from the Far East to the US product. Um, any, 
can we see him going to WWE or do we think that AEW would be the landing pad for everybody from New Japan? I, I, it, it's a sort of a weird one for me because he's already had a little stint in the States before, hasn't he? Because he was on TNA's roster, like, what, 10 years ago or something like that? Or probably even longer than that. Um, so I think that was one of those ones where, like, people, like, sort of saw how big he got in New Japan and then went back and, like, were, how the hell could TNA have dropped the ball on this guy so, so badly? Um, I don't know, like, it, it seems as though all the people that have left New Japan recently have obviously gone to um, AEW. I don't know, with, with this one, I, I just I just feel like it just seems different. Like, before, there's always been, like, this, like, sort of, like, these, like, pre-agreed, because they've had the working relationship and stuff like that. Um, and I don't know if something's, like, I don't know if something's just gone down where they've just gone, like, can we not? anymore and I, I I just see him turning up in WWE personally but um, I don't know if that's just because the, the reach is bigger maybe Nakamura's sort of had a word with him and said come in we'll do some we'll do some stuff I don't, I don't know I just I just think it for me it, it seems more likely that he goes to WWE I think that that's the thing like had um, if you'd have had the, you know, longer perhaps on his contract, you would have assumed that AEW would have used that working relationship to kind of bring him in, whether it's a guest spot, whether it's a run like they've done with a few others in, in the past. Um, but as his contract is ending, um, obviously they'll have to foot the wage bill entirely. It's almost like the uh, buying him on a permanent or getting him on a loan deal kind of a situation. <laughs> um, but I, I agree. I, I think I think WWE is where he will land. Um Obviously, they haven't got the greatest track record necessarily with knowing what to do with Japanese wrestlers. Uh, upon that was going to be that was going to be the one thing that I was going to say. I mean, even with Nakamura, it feels like they've dropped the ball because even like, obviously in NXT he was great, came in onto the main roster. And did, he, did he win the world title or no? He he won the Rumble because if you the, if you remember, there was the year that him and uh, Asuka won the men's and the women's yeah. I think was that the first year I think that was the first year that they did the women's rumble and that was when there was it the rumour of the NXT Japan as well wasn't there and all that kind of thing so it was like alright yeah they're going to go and absolutely wipe the floor with that kind of part of it and then yeah that kind of seems to have faded away and then obviously he started up with his current character but then that seems to have dragged on a little bit kind of thing as opposed to kind of not getting some kind of payoff going on that seems to be like oh look he's got a really good interesting character he's doing something kind of similar to what he did in New Japan and but let's drag it out for an ordinance amount of time that, so that people get bored of it eventually see I'm all, I'm alright with the the sort of the new wrinkle of like the anime sort of anime like part hmm. real part animated promos I'm quite enjoying that and it, that's the kind of stuff was the start before Christmas but again like they've They've almost stifled his momentum already because he was getting it going with Cody. Probably should have got a win over Cody, and it never happened. Um, Cody Rhodes could have absolutely eaten that loss, and nothing more would have been said. Yet Nakamura could have been the guy that was challenging in a world title match at Rumble, perhaps without having to be in the Rumble. Um, with, and they've not gone that way. With him in the same way that they built Gunther up. 
Like, obviously, Gunther got loads of little wins against people that kind of kept his momentum going and built the story and built the story and built the story. And it just seems to be like, all right, let's just throw Nakamura into it. And, you know, fair enough, he sh- maybe he should be looking at, like, the top of the card. But instead of, like, what they've done with Gunther and build him to the top of the card, they've kind of tried to shoot him straight in there and it kind of, then it's like, oh, shit, we need Cody somewhere else now. So you get back in your box for a bit. Well, I was, it's funny because I was looking, I was looking through um, last year's calendar today. I was looking for something when I was at work and it, and it popped up that um, in, I think it was the 23rd of June last year was when I took the boys to Sheffield to see the house. And so from June to now, he's gone from a feud with Bronson Reed, who still hasn't really done anything yet since his return, um, and is sort of languishing badly for me in mid-card, to then at least having a prominent sort of like um, presence, you know, in the, in the top end of, of Raw for the last two and a half months. Um, so it, I, I think his, his situation has improved, but it's the constant, like, the, the thing with Cody is done now. They're completely done. They haven't got anybody else for him to really, like, nothing, like they, haven't, they haven't given him, like, another opponent to work a programme with. And I would suggest that, and, and as we'll get to, he's one of the people that have been announced for the Rumble. Whilst they haven't announced very many people for the Rumble, everybody else that's been announced has some sort of story going in whether it's a beef with each other that, that have been announced, whether it's a beef with the champion, whatever it might be, Nakamura, other than hanging on to the Cody dreams, or nightmare, I guess, um, for, a little, for a little longer, hasn't really got any story going in. Um, and, and I think that highlights the problem with him again. That's what I mean. They, they get him up to the, that position and they think, I have no idea, no idea what we're doing now. And then it, he starts to make his way back down the card again. They're in danger badly of, of that happening I think if it happens again I can't see him last in the year um, so yeah anyway fingers crossed they'll do a little bit better if they do get a carder not going to attempt his first name again clearly uh, that is all of uh, my news bits uh, for now so we might as well get into some predictions. Now, usually, this is would be one of the bigger cards of the year, and we'll have lots of predictions to talk about. Um, but yeah, we'll see. This year's Royal Rumble is the 37th instalment of the event and comes to us live from Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida, on Saturday, January the 27th. Technically, I guess, Rose is on Sunday morning as it kicks off on, on mid- uh, midnight. Um, as always, the match information is taken from WWE.com and is correct at the time of recording. As always, again, the card is subject to change. But as we record, there are currently only four matches announced. Which, for one of the big premium five events of the year, um, seems a little light. And it's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine that matches actually have already been announced for Raw next week tag title match and an intercontinental title match um, yet the Rumble card one of the biggest of the year feels ridiculously light I mean there's no women's title match 
despite the fact that there's two women's champions across the brands again, there is no women's title match, which which is irritating me slightly. Um, but they've even booked a women's tag title match for SmackDown the night before the Rumble. I mean, say, oh, go what? Like, yeah. <sighs> but that being said, I guess there is still plenty to discuss because, especially with the two Rumble matches themselves, so we will get into it. Um, I am going to rip the the bandaid off for Mr. Cook and get his favourite out of the way first. I will start with a US title match with everybody's favourite US champion, Logan Paul, defending that title against Kevin Owens. Um, despite winning the title at Crown Jewel way back when, this is Logan Paul's first title defence. A tournament determined the challenger for the US title, in which Kevin, o uh, Kevin Owens came out on top, defeating Austin Theory, Carmelo Hayes and Santos Escobar along the way. Um, now, it remains to be seen whether Kevin Owens can use the momentum from the tournament to capture his first singles title since 2017, or is Logan, wait for it Paul, primed for victory? <laughs> you are welcome, sir. Uh, seeing as he reacted so well to my uh, terrible dad joke, Paul can uh, give us his first, the first uh, prediction of the podcast. Um, it would be nice if um, Kevin Owens got the win, uh, but he isn't going to, so Morgan Paul to return, please. And he's looking severely disappointed, to which I can uh, only assume he's about to agree with Paul. Yep, yeah, I am. Two for two. Matt? Yeah. 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 Ah, man, pains me to say it, but we're going to get a clean sweep on the first prediction. Um, I I mean, I, I guess it's one of them, say what you want about it. I'm sure he's, he's doing wonderful numbers on social media. He does put an effort, in, at least a bit of effort, into his uh, his matches, at least I suppose. But um, be interesting to see what he <coughs> do one on, one on one with somebody like Kevin Owens. You would assume that um, the styles will probably match fairly well on the basis that Logan Paul can jump around like a jack in the box on acid, and Kevin Owens can at least base most of that stuff. So we'll uh, we'll see. Um, okay, so clean sweep across the board. The next match I have on my list is the undisputed WWE Universal Title Fatal 4-Way match. Roman Reigns getting off his ass to do some work for a change and defending that title against Randy Orton, AJ Styles and L.A. Knight. So Knight, Styles and Orton battled in a triple threat match to determine the number one contender. However, Reigns had other ideas. Uh, trying to get the night off at the Rumble, because you know he never gets the night off, he came in, uh, tried to dismantle the competition. Didn't really turn out for the lad, though, did it? Because uh, SmackDown general manager Nick Aldis declared that as number one contender could not be determined, Reigns would just face all three of them at the Rumble. Um, what I like about the way that this has been settled, though, is that all three of them have a legitimate beef with Roman Reigns. Obviously, Orton was taken out by the bloodline and missed 18 months of action. AJ Styles has a similar story, but only missed three months. Whereas Knight wasn't injured, but was cost the Universal title at Crown Jewel when the Bloodline got involved. Um, you know, as, as we mentioned earlier, there is the potential of uh, the Dwayne turning up in amongst all of this as well and causing some havoc 
Um, so yeah, is it going to turn out that one of those three get a measure of revenge and take home a title? Or is Reigns carrying the title all the way to WrestleMania? Andy? Part of me wants to say, why do we have why do we have these matches? Is, is Roman retaining the title? Yes, yes he is. So what's the point in the match? It's almost like we could skip to the end and just have the, he retains the title and we move on. It's weird that we need to put a match in the way of that. But yeah, there's but, my... There's, You've got to make sure that you bury three other contenders on the way through, just to make sure that they they're, fully know where they're pointing. Yes, is. sorry, no, that that is the reason. Yeah, that's that's it, right? Matt, do you want to jump in? Yeah, I've I've gone Roman Reigns because we, we there's just no way that he's not going to carry it into WrestleMania. Yeah, hopefully he'll lose it at WrestleMania, but he's not not going to carry it into WrestleMania. Paul? Yeah, same as these lads. I love the fact that um, it's probably been raised in the past, but I love the fact that if you go back, sort of within the last thirty years of us like watching wrestling, so like um, the the title holder must the mandatory thirty day defense clause or whatever seems to have just been thrown out of the window in the last three or four years. As we know with wrestling, the rules only apply when they deem them relevant. That is, I'm sure that is a rule in the actual rule book. Yep. Um, I believe on on um, on. I know this. What this? You probably won't get this because obviously it's a it's a podcast from a, a gentleman that you don't particularly enjoy. But um, on uh, on on most of the Conrad shows, I believe if anything like that ever comes up, he just goes um, R A S S L I N. That's wrestling. Okay, well, I'm I'm going to round that up with a with a Roman Reigns. So we've got we've got two clean sweeps. To be fair, when I saw the match card come out, I did kind of expect that this would happen. Um, if Roman Reigns isn't carrying that title um, into WrestleMania, something bizarre has happened. Whether that bizarre thing turns out to be The Rock, um, it seems that The Rock may make an appearance in Australia. As of time of recording, Roman Reigns isn't confirmed, as we mentioned earlier. Um, but if those two were to face off at WrestleMania, they don't need a title to be in the mix for this. But taking the title off Reigns screws with the potential ending of the Rumble as well, because I think if Roman Reigns loses that title, Cody has no chance of, of winning the Rumble again, back-to-back. Because he doesn't finish that story as he uh, as he keeps going on about. Whilst yeah, he does it in sense that if he could win the title at WrestleMania, it it only kind of feels that it it'd only be right now if it's him that is the one. Um. So I, I think that's a kind of they're kind of giving away the hand for the for what I assume will be the end of the night as well. Um. Okay. So. As there's only four matches, that only leaves us with the women's and the men's rumble matches. Now, uh, we're going to go with the women's one first, but we're going to do things to get try and get a few more points on the scoreboard for the predictions. So for each rumble match, we are going to go with not only the winner, you'll have the opportunity to pick two surprise entrants, 
And what I'm deeming by surprise entrants are people who maybe aren't on the active roster or haven't been on the active roster in the last month. Um, the uh, Iron Man or Iron Woman, obviously depending on the match, and the most eliminations. So there is the potential for five points per Rumble match if you manage to absolutely nail it. Um, but as those will take a little longer to get through, uh, I think it's time that we just had a, a very, very small break just in order to, to get refreshed again once again, get your thoughts in order for, for who you think is going to fill all of those boxes and we will be right back with you momentarily. Recording in progress. And with that, we will get straight in to the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, so, we've... You know, we've we've had it in the past where they've all but named every single person that's going to enter the Royal Rumble. Historically, we always haven't had a, a quite so plentiful list of entrants. It seems they've gone a little bit old school this year, or just can't be asked. Not really sure. Ah. Um, in which only four women as of time of recording, have been uh, officially declared for the Royal Rumble. And those four are Becky Lynch, Nia Jax, Bailey, and Bianca Belair. Um, so, I can only assume that this is going to make picking surprise entrants that much easier, but bear in mind, try and stay away from the ones who have been on the active roster within the last month. Um, NXT people I think would probably still count because they've not been on the main roster uh, are you guys okay with those uh, those rules I believe that all of my picks for both the men's and the women's rumble would fall into that uh, particular category yes okay. uh, I haven't gone first yet and I feel just purely for the surprises feel like I should go first on this one. Um, so, um, of the people who are named, I actually have them in three of four categories, obviously not surprises. So I think the most eliminations this year will fall to Nia Jax. Uh, they seem to have been doing a bit of a job of making her feature prominently. They gave her a win over Becky Lynch on Raw um, a few weeks ago. Uh, so Naya, Naya is going in the most eliminations category for me um, longest time in the match for me will go to Becky the winner of the match I'm going to I mean this is I can see a thousand reasons why not but there's been a bit of kind of like an undercurrent online of this potentially happening um, so I'm going to go with there is absolutely no oh, way you that um, that Bailey is going to win, except for um, I, I've picked Bailey to win the Rumble purely for then the, the finale of this damage control um, ejection because it'll be I'm going to say that it would then be Bailey versus EO at WrestleMania, but in the surprises category, and again mark this down as potentially shooting fish in a barrel. Uh, my two picks are 
Sasha Banks and Naomi. They're left together. They're coming back together. Uh, Naomi's deal with TNA has expired and has been quite well publicised. Sasha Banks is sort of in the middle of finalising her CBD business and not doing anything else with her time currently other than going to watch her friends. Um, so yeah, those those are my picks. Has has any have I have I stolen thunder from any of your other picks, Andy? Um, my picks are very similar. Um, basically, yeah, I've got I've got Bailey down to win. Uh, I've got Becky Lynch to do most eliminations and longest because I thought the two of those would go together. Um, I also had Sasha Banks as a surprise entrant, just, uh, and I will I will hold my hands up on this one. I had to do a little bit of googling, but a name that kept coming up was uh, Jade Cargill. So I can't I can't take I I can't take credit for it. All I can say is um, when I googled and did a couple of different searches for a couple of different things. Her name appeared more than once, so that was the other option I had. That is somebody who they've done an excellent job of doing nothing with since she was signed, and I had pretty much forgotten about it, in fairness. So that that is a solid pick, because that's a, a way to get off the mark. Uh, Matt, do you want to go next? Yeah. I'm furious because I did no research and picked Jade, Car- 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 Jade Cargill as one of my surprise entrants. Okay. Uh, got that on the list. Um, do you want to go with your other surprise? Uh, is it Ly- Lyra Valkyrie? They're just the NXT Women's Champion. Okay, so Ly- Lyra Valkyrie. Um, otherwise, yeah. I think, if I remember <laughs> rightly, we actually saw her... I mean, you blatantly picked that for trying to get me to spell her surname. Um, I'm pretty sure we saw her WWE debut in York when she was Good, on the yeah. UK brand, and it was when where she was record- going by Aoife, wasn't it? Yeah, where they recorded her ed- her entrance or exit of the ring several times over and got to repeat it over and over again, which was <laughs> painful to say the least. Um, she's still got the feathery shoulders as well, she's kept yeah, that throughout the, the whole show. The only thing that's changed is her name. Uh, yeah, but if, if, as painful as it was, sir, if you had to watch that over and over again, or Ridge Holland giving uh, Alabama slams over and over again, which would you prefer to do? Well, I mean, Ty, is it Tyson T-Bone, I would suggest that he would uh, definitely, was definitely very painful for him, because Christ almighty. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're my two surprises. I've gone longest Bianca Belair, just, it seems to be her kind of thing. Um, most eliminations, Nia Jax. Um, and my winner, I'd originally gone Charlotte Flair because I'd completely forgotten that her knee exploded on there uh, on Raw or SmackDown a, a couple of months ago. Um, and I was, uh, there was a moment where I thought, do I go like Liv Morgan or someone like that as like a, the winner, just as like <laughs> add an extra surprise thing in there? I've gone with Becky Lynch. It's it's boring, but then she's won it most years recently it feels like so yeah I've gone Becky Lynch I, I, yeah just to be different okay doc so they're all in so Paul what are yours so um, I think I'm, I, I've got I, 
Yeah, good. He's a beauty, sir. Um, so, I too have got Bailey winning the Rumble. Wow, okay. I'm surprised um, at that. I too have Naomi down as a surprise entrant. But the rest are all names that I haven't heard yet. Okay. Or not not heard in the categories that have been uh, they mentioned. Longest in the Rumble, I've gone with Asuka. I think it's one of those ones where she's probably one of the only women on the roster who could actually go that long. Um, and it kind of sets up the sort of the thread of um, damage control, sort of controlling the, the sort of the narrative of the match. So if you have that, if you have one of them sort of like in as the sort of the iron woman that sort of sticks into it. Um, I don't think the, where you said the sort of the, Bailey winning it gets to like excommunicate from the group and so that. I think that'll come later. I don't think that'll come at the actual rumble. No, I think no, it'll come I, as like I agree. A sort of, which I'm assuming you weren't. I, I know you probably weren't getting that, um, but I think it'll be that thing where they sort of they'll work together. But at some point, um, uh, Asker will get eliminated. Not not necessarily by Bailey, but it might be one of those ones where it's like a mix up of miscommunication or something like that. Um, most eliminations have gone for Bianca Belair. Um, and then my other surprise entrant, I'm amazed that, she's, that we've got this far without her being mentioned, AJ Lee. That makes a lot of sense. There's been videos that have been doing the rounds of her in the ring, practice, like doing, like going through spots with CM Punk. Um, now, obviously, that could just be to sort of get him in ring shape, but why wouldn't it be to get her in ring shape at the same time? I noticed that she had, um, on her Instagram, she'd been posting pictures of, like, the super high tops that she used to wear as well. Like, the almost, like, knee-length converse, yeah, yeah. Um, which was part of her old uh, gear. So, uh, that make, makes a lot of sense. I, I didn't know if we'd get her back so quickly after his reintroduction particularly with everything that the company put them both through but I guess the fact that they then have the goal to release a Hell for Us Over t-shirt with his logo on it after what happened was uh... <coughs> exactly for the, for those of you uh, not watching along on YouTube that's Paul pretending to um, cough whilst uh, doing the money fingers as uh, uh, it'd, have been, it'd have been much. It'd have been much better if I could have just pressed the button and obviously just dollars just rained down on top of me or something like that. <laughs> I mean, we all wish we had all them buttons, Paul. Come on. Yeah, sadly, sadly, the note cannon didn't get delivered in time. So, uh, so, so that does round us out. So, um, three out of the four of us have got Bailey down to win. I presume part of that as well for me was that she's one of the original four horse. Women, if you like, that hasn't won it yet. I feel like that's a, an accolade that kind of is escaping her. Um, but everything else, me and Andy have got Becky in for the longest. Other than that, it, like you say, it is, it is very, very mixed. So hopefully, right from the off, that will we'll start to set us apart predictions wise. Okay, so nobody was announced for the Women's Rumble, hardly, right? So the Men's Rumble. They're going to have announced all but three places, right? No. Um, so declared for the men's rumble so far, we have Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, 
Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Gunter, Damian Priest, and Kofi Kingston. So, by Kofi's announcement, I can presume that that's because they're trying to get some sort of record from him still, because he's way up the charts now. Um, the one that I don't understand and never will understand is the Money in the Bank holder entering the Royal Rumble match. Well, what, well wouldn't you want two chances to win the title? I mean, if you're doing it right, you only need one, don't you? Let's be fair. There's two belts. <laughs> one of each. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure about that one. I would have rather the announcement be Balor. Again, going back to what we were saying earlier on, Matt. But hmm, I'm, I'm not sure where that one sits for me. Um, Gunter feels like a bit of natural progression. He obviously he interrupted Seth Rollins' um, promo on Raw this past week, um, sort of interjecting himself into the uh, the title mix. It's it's nice that they, they, they've gone to the effort of like saying. You know, we we know fully that the Intercontinental Championship he's had it for the most amount of time ever, but the world title is still that one step up, which is how it should be. Like to me, that 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 was always the progression, and they've kind of almost reinstated that in that one promo. Um, Bobby Lashley, sorry kid, you're just there for the numbers for my money. Um, but it, it, to be honest, based on the women's announcements, it is, it's strange that they've even announced him. Unless somebody may come back to have a bit of a ding-dong with him particularly. Um, but yeah, the, other, the others are kind of sort of standard fare, really. Um, as I went first to this time, I will uh, on the, the, the last one, sorry, I will not go first this time. So who wants to give their men's at Royal Rumble predictions first? I don't mind jumping in. Go on. Um, so for most eliminations, I've gone with Damien Priest. For the longest time it's spent in the Rumble, I've gone with Cody Rhodes. My two surprise entrants, I have gone with Andrade and Matt Cardona. Oh, you swine. Not Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, specifically. Um, and winner, I've gone for CM Punk. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> this is the one where I feel like we're going to have a lot of overlap. Oh, Matt shaking his head vociferously. <laughs> Not for the okay. rock in every category. <laughs> um, Matt, are your are, are yours different, or if if they if they are different, I'm going to go. No, to no, Andy. genuinely are different. Okay, let's go to Andy first then, seeing as he was uh, visibly displeased when Paul opened his mouth, which I'm sure isn't a common occurrence. But um... uh, long, <laughs> longest time in Cody. Most eliminations, Drew. Okay. Winner, CM Punk. 
I also had Matt Cardona uh, and my other surprise entrance Biggie. Hang on a second. Can someone just check that Andy is actually there? This is the part of the podcast where he can say his his guy. And and, yeah. and he hasn't he hasn't gone with his guy. I th- I thought about it for a long time and I was like, it makes the most sense to say Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I've, I've gone for the points this time. I'm getting the points out of the bag. Bearing in mind, at, at one point today, I did have his Dwayne ship in one of the categories. Presumably winner, right? 100%. Um, oh man, imagine if he does enter the Rumble, though, and then we get a bit of a CM Punk... The Rock ding dong after that title match from when he spat gummy out of it. Anyway, I'll try not to tread on his toes. Matt, do you want to do you want to hit us with yours? Yeah, um, I've got I've got Cody winning it. Okay. I've got the the surprises. I've just got I've gone NXT, so I've gone Bron Brecker. Yeah. And Gabe Stevenson. Is he still around? Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been on NXT, so that's what made me think. Apparently, he's getting booed a lot, so I just thought they'll chuck him in there just to have the shit booed out of him in wherever they where they're at. Uh, longest in, I've gone Sami Zayn to be in the longest. Visions of him coming out first, um, and then most eliminations, Gunther. So we have a little bit of overlap with mine, not too much. Um, but on mine, I have got um, most eliminations also as Gunther. Um, I've got longest uh, as Drew. My surprise is, um, you, if you watch along on YouTube, you may have seen me mouth a horrible word at Paul when he mentioned Andrade. Um, his contract was up with AEW at the end of last year. Um I think was possibly coming back to do some sort of husband and wife deal with Charlotte Flair and then uh, her knee exploded as Matt alluded to earlier. Um, so Andrade is one of my surprise entrants and I was convinced also that Andy was going to utter the words Brock Lesnar and he didn't. I, I have got Brock as one of my surprise entrants. That's the one that's coming back to have a bit of a ding dong with Bobby Lashley surely. If anything, um, yeah, there's also that as well. Um, but yeah, Brock and Andrade for my surprises, and the winner for the first time since was it Stone Cold was the last one doing it back to back, Cody as well. Interesting. So uh, that rounds us out. It does give us because we've got five points potentially from each Rumble match. Considering that there's only four matches on the card, as we've been talking about, it does give us a maximum of 12 points. So it's all to play for. And like we have got a good bit of variation. Not like last month when we had to, when we built the uh, the tiebreak in because we knew it was going to be very, very close. Um, but that is it. 
it's time to start that road to WrestleMania. This the, the Royal Rumble for me should be the best pay per view outside of WrestleMania in the entire year. If it's not, something wrong has happened. Uh, but with that being said, has anybody got any other business for this podcast? I think the only thing for me was um, Mad Kurt. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a British wrestler, kind of comes under the, I, think, I don't want to call him comedy act, but kind of comedy act. Um, passed away just after Christmas. Um, I think he had a, I think most recently, I think he was known for having a thing with uh, Matt Cardona about being the champion of champion of the internet because uh, I mean he did spend a lot of his time on like X or Twitter kind of winding people up and was banned by a lot of old wrestlers shall we say for kind of particularly taking the piss out of him um, but yeah kind of I saw him wrestle a couple of times very entertaining yeah kind of but yeah just a, a real shame kind of thing yeah, so. yeah, he, he was a, when he when he passed away. He was only twenty six, which is just not. He'd been around the British scene for quite a long time though, as well, hadn't he? So he's yeah, not, yeah. Um, like he, when he, he was only twenty six, I thought that was a bit like I, I thought he would be older, but um, seemingly not. But yeah, I think probably when you've seen him, is it more in his time in North? Yeah, yeah, I've seen him a couple of times in North. We've never seen him in progress, did we? I don't think he was there when I went to progress. No, I don't think I've. I don't think I've seen him live. But um, strangely enough, I do have an autographed eight by ten that came in one of the UK wrestle crates once upon a time. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, just yeah, it's not not great, is it? Well, yeah. I mean, I've always like thoughts with with the family and uh, and, and the fans, and hopefully, he'll, <laughs> if he's. Um, he, he, he kind of like you say he has got that that kind of legacy. Not let's say comedy's not the right word, but like he he does leave behind that kind of memory. And whether or not somewhere somewhere like North will pick up like some sort of memorial tournament, I guess when it comes yeah. time. That the I think he did he did wrestle for progress. I'm pretty sure at some point, and the anniversary I guess next year will probably come around the time that they do their unboxing. Yeah, like the, was, um, event. So he, he was very pally pally with like Chris Brooks and Kid Lycos and that kind of you know even um, Aussie Open who moved on to like AEW and stuff like that. So it wouldn't surprise me if he'd been in like the um, like the where they have the future kind of um, tournament where one of them will have been recommended by Chris Brooks or Kid Lycos in that, and so he will have got a match in there. Kind of thing, but yeah, yeah, sad kind of thing. Like when um, Eddie Kingston won the um, tournament thing at World's End for the uh, Continental Classic, as it was uh, deemed, he actually dedicated his his victory to the memory of Matt Kerr as well. So it's somebody who's never never been on the uh, the big stages as such, but obviously earned a, a decent reputation amongst the boys, as it were. So yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well that will bring us to the end of the Royal Rumble predictions. Enjoy your weekend. Don't get too uh, smashed on the drinking games because, you know, 
it's it's not big, it's not clever, and um, if you've picked Cody, you're probably going to survive. Or CM Punk. I would have said it'll be definitely one of them too. But as soon as we've all picked either Cody or CM Punk, probably going to be like our troops now, isn't it? Anyway, um, we, <laughs> we shall uh, we shall see you um, next time. We're getting over for some results and for some more prediction-based action. So thanks very much, gents, and uh, catch you later. So there we go. What do you think to that? Wrestling's back for the year. Plenty more pay-per-views to look for. Uh, sorry, premium live events to look forward to. And the first one's in the bag. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being here. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave reviews where you can leave reviews. And check out the website. It's thecookiecast.com. There we've got social media links and an email button. And that way you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Join us next time when we'll be talking more premium live events and more wrestling. Until then, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. This has been another episode of Cookie Cast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe.